welcome to our Victory Outreach Chino podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. Praise the Lord. Look at Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 14. Everybody got it? If you're in Genesis, you're in the wrong direction. Go to the New Testament. Starting in verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify glorify your Father in heaven. This morning, I want to speak on the subject, light in the darkness. Somebody say, light in the darkness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for your presence, your anointing that's here. I pray, God, that you'd open in the heart of every person and that you would speak and minister. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody shouts. And everybody shouts. Before you say it, give five people a high five and tell them, let your light shine. You may be seated. You know, I want to double-click on that word light. Somebody say light. So in order to do that, let's go all the way to the beginning of the book, Genesis. Genesis 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was out form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said... This is the first time God spoke. Then God said, let there be light. Let there be light. And there was light. And I want you to know that he wasn't talking about the sun. That was a few verses later when he created the sun and the moon. He said, let there be what? Light. You know, Christmas season, how many is your favorite holidays? And one of the things that we like to do with our families, we like to go see Christmas lights. I'm going to like to go see Christmas lights. Let me ask you this question. How many of your houses are lit up? All right, it's a good portion of you. We like to go right here to the city of Chino, right there, Pastor Danny's house. And we've been going there for years. And you go there, you walk around. You see any Christmas carolers. They have to sell hot, chaff, hot chocolate. I like champarado myself. All right, so you're walking around, you're seeing the Christmas lights, the decorations. You got, you know, baby Jesus in the manger, and you have all, you know, some of them playing Christmas music. And as you're walking down, you're looking at all the houses and all the lights and all that. So as a young person, you're my thinking, it's, man, this is so cool and beautiful. And then as you're walking down the streets, and there's certain streets that there's like some houses where there's no lights on them. And then there's other streets where there's no lights whatsoever. So you're thinking like, man, these are a bunch of Scrooges right here. So if you don't even have any Christmas lights, you're a Scrooge. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> right? But as you get older, you start seeing these lights and you're thinking, man, how beautiful they are. But then you also think like, man, that's a lot of money, your electric bill. <laughs> as you get older, when you're a kid, you don't think like that. But now that when you get older, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. And it's funny because the light... On those Christmas lights, they light up the house, and it makes it look nice and beautiful. 
But then the houses that have no Christmas lights, it's all dark, gloomy, eerie. Especially when it's right next to a, a house that has Christmas lights. And it's kind of like that when you go to like a party or you go somewhere and it's, you know, it's kind of dark and just a few lights and you see people. And when you see people in there, all of a sudden you're like, man, that person, man, he, he looks cute. Man, she looks, she looks fine. Wow. Then all of a sudden the light turns on. Oh, my God, they're ugly. Darkness has a way of concealing things, doesn't it? Where you can't see clearly, right? Whereas light has a way of revealing things. It magnifies, right? That's why, ladies, you have the light so you can put on your makeup, don't you? Because you want to be able to see everything, right? Light, it exposes, it shines. Matter of fact, the book of 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 says, This is the message we heard from Jesus. And now declare to you, God is light. God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. So consider this. If God is light... That's what the Word of God says, right? God is light. Then let's talk about light. What is light? Well, number one, light is powerful. When we think of light, we think of light switch, don't we? That we could just turn off and on, off and on. And where it's very static and fixed. Yet scientists tells us that light is energy. Matter of fact, it's like a wave. Come on, third wavers. It's like a wave. It has movement. And the source of light is somewhat indescribable. But for sure, light is anything but fixed and static. It's always on the move. If you go back to Genesis, what did it say? That the Spirit of God was what? Hovering. Was on the move over the face of the waters. Not only is light powerful, but secondly, light is really fast. In theory, light is the fastest thing in the entire universe, the speed of light in a vacuum goes 190,000 miles per second. If we equate this in terms of miles per hour in a car, you are able to drive your car at the speed of light. You'll be driving at 670 miles per hour at that speed. You could go around the earth seven and a half times in one second. That's how fast light is. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you that light is powerful and fast. What is that telling you about our God? That he is fast and powerful. Woo! That God is fast. When he wants to move, oh, you better keep up with him because God moves. There's times when God's not moving. We're like, God, we're waiting on you. But I dare say most of the times God is waiting on us. He's waiting on you and I. He's waiting on our faith to grow. He's waiting for our character to be developed. He's waiting for us so that we can handle what God wants to do in our life. God is fast and God is powerful. Look at your neighbor and say, God is fast. Look at somebody else and say, God is powerful. He is powerful and fast, and God wants to do some great things in your life and in our church and in your family. Come on, somebody shout and give God a hand of praise if you believe that this, that this is what God wants to do. 
God is powerful. God is fast. So light. God is light in the darkness. If you look back at Genesis, the Bible says that the condition of the world, as far as the earth, was formless. It was without void. I mean, it was with void. And it was in complete darkness. You know, how many know that wasn't just the condition of the world, but also that was the condition of our lives before we met Jesus. That our life, right, was formless. That our life had void, meaning no meaning. That we were in complete darkness. How many know what I'm talking about? That as we were walking, we didn't even know any better. We were just in complete darkness, led astray. But look at what John says in the book of John chapter 1. And it kind of reminds of Genesis. He says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. And without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And look at this. And that life was the light of all mankind. And that light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. I came to tell you that in your darkest moment, when you felt empty, when you had no direction, all of a sudden the light of all mankind, which is talking about Jesus, showed up and spoke light into your life and gave you purpose and gave you direction and gave you meaning all of a sudden before you had no form, but now God is forming Christ inside of you. You ain't hearing me. I said God is now forming Christ inside of you and getting you on a path that leads you to your God-given purpose. You better shout, clap your hands, because now you know what you were created for. There's nothing like it to know why God put you on this earth, that what it is that God has for you. There's nothing like it. I mean, you could go from job to job. You could go from this school to that. But there's nothing like discovering who truly God has created you to be. And that all takes place when you discover the light. And that light is Jesus. Are you hearing me this morning? That light is Jesus. The earth started in a formless state. Empty. Total darkness. But then God said, ooh, that's powerful right there. God said, come on, say it with me. God said. And God said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. That's powerful. Because when you stop and think about it, when God speaks, things are created. When God speaks, mountains are moved. See, understand this. God cannot lie. Did you hear me? God cannot lie. The devil lies. Matter of fact, our pastor says he is the, well, the Bible says he is the father of lies. But like the way our pastor did, he says he's a stinking, filthy liar and his pants are on fire. Right? This is, this is how you, this is, he is a father of lies. 
in, in August, we went to Marty Minivaler, and we had to fly to San Antonio, Texas. A few days prior to that, all of us got notifications that a hurricane was going to hit Los Angeles. Wasn't it Hurricane uh, Hillary or something like that? Right? That this huge hurricane got bored up the windows. All these things there. And, I mean, just going to go crazy. People are at Costco once again, stealing all the, the toilet paper and the water. It's like, all oh, COVID all over again. And all of a sudden, we were supposed to fly out on Monday morning, early Monday morning, be there for the ministers and leadership sessions that Monday night. All of a sudden, Southwest Texas, us, that our, fl our flights got canceled, and we needed to reschedule. Pastor Xavier now was on my flight, so a few others. Pastor Al, a bunch of us were on that same flight. So we all got that notification. We're like, oh, my God. So now we had to go on the reschedule our flight. Some, thank God it worked out. They were able to catch another flight the same day. All of a sudden, now it's Monday. Monday morning. Xavier texts me, hey, on the news, they said that all of Southwest and Frontier Airlines out of Ontario are canceled. No flights are going out. And we're like, what? All that hassle to rebook our flight, all that hassle to do all this. Now they're saying that all the flights are canceled out of Ontario Airport? And that means we got to go all the way to LAX. That's the devil. You're not laughing because you've never been to LAX. If you've flown out of LAX, it is the worst airport in the world. I do everything possible. Somebody even drove all the way to Las Vegas because they refuse to fly out of LAX. I think that was Travis. All of a sudden, Xavier called Southwest Airlines. Say, hey, we just saw on the news that all the flights are canceled out of Ontario. Southwest Airlines tells them, don't believe the news. They lie. We're flying. Just pick your flight that you want, and you're going to get out of here. He called me, and I'm like, what? Are you serious? He goes, yes. He showed me the text. He showed me the news, all that. He's straight up. Their straight up news is lying to us. That's how the enemy is. The enemy is trying to lie to you that you're no good, that you'll never make it, that your family's never going to get saved, that God's not going to provide. The enemy just lies and lies and lies and lies. Don't go to church today. They don't care about you. Nobody loves you. You might not even why go to the altar call. You're not going to be healed. Don't even look for a job. God's not going to provide. All of a sudden, you just hear lies and lies and lies. Don't go into the victory home. You'll never get set free. Don't go read your word. You'll never get faith and peace. The enemy just lies and lies and lies. But I got news for you. God is not a man that he should lie. Oh, I got great news for you. What God said, it comes. What God says, it's created. What God said, it moves. You better shout, clap your hands and give God a radical praise because God said you're an overcomer. God said you're a mighty man of God said 
said you're a preacher. God said you're a leader. God said you're healed. God said I will provide. God said I'm your peace, your joy. I am the lover of your soul. You better clap your hands and give God a radical praise because God said, oh, I want you to shake hands with five people and tell them, God said, God said, God said, God said. God is so powerful, I can look at my wife and I'll tell you, hey, my wife's sweater is red. But we all know it's gray. But I can continue to tell you, no, her sweater is red. And I lied to you, and I can continue to believe it, but I'm lying. It's not. But if God said, hey, Tanya's sweater is red, guess what happens? It turns red. That's how bad and powerful your God is. Even though, yeah, it started gray, hey, God said, hey, it's red. That means, hey, whatever I said, are you hearing me? Whatever, God said, hey, whatever I said. Matter of fact, my, my word said, I sent my word to heal your disease. My, my word says that, hey, I am your peace. Now as the world gives you, no, I give you my peace. It's what God says in his word. Somebody say, God said. That's why when you pray, you got to say, God said, you said that you were going to save my family. It wasn't just pastor. It wasn't just some random person. No, you said in your word. You don't have to close your eyes when you pray. You can have your eyes open and read it. Whoever told you that, you have to close your eyes when you pray. They're liars. You can open up your eyes and read the word and say, hey, God, you said. So he is the light in the darkness. Also, he is the light of my life. See, there is a purpose to light. And it's so that we can see. Light gives way to sight. Did you know that color that we all see right now is all derived from light? Without light, we cannot see color. Did you understand that? Without light, you and I cannot see color. Light's purpose is to illuminate our path. Reminds me of the book of Psalms, 119, 105. God's word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. See, the truth is that there's nothing more powerful than the word of God. It has every answer to every question you'll ever ask. It contains promises that can never be broken. And it has power to meet every need in your life. That's why the devil will do everything he can to stop you from reading and hearing God's word. That's why the devil will try to stop you from coming to church today. Because he knows that if this word gets inside you, 
Things change. Things take place. See, if you ever get into God's word and let its power flow into you, it will equip you with wisdom. It will give you answers for any situation you're facing. And it will give you the faith to overcome every single circumstance that you're facing in life. God's word, it leads and it guides. See, God doesn't want none of us to be wanderers. Rather, he wants us to be guided. So if you see people wandering, it's because they're probably not in God's word. Because if you get in God's word, God's word is a what? A lamp and a light. A lamp and a light. It'll, it'll show you which direction to go. If you have marital problems. You know, I had marital problems in the beginning of our few years of marriage. I was acting like I was single, partying it up. Youth pastor. We just had our first child. And I was hanging out. And I'm like using ministry, you know, guys, all his excuse. But really, I was just having fun acting single. Nothing bad, like as far as sin-wise, but just, you know. Huh? Being, neg being neglectful? Yeah, being neglectful. I just wanted to have fun. I'm the type of person I like to have fun, hang out, do a bunch of stuff. I'm crazy like that. I still am. I went hiking the other day, eight miles round trip. Some of the guys. So anyways, so my wife's yelling at me, you got to be a husband. You can't just be a pastor. You got to be a husband here too. Ah. <laughs> you got to help out around the house. Ah, it's the devil, no. <laughs> Got to clean dishes. That's really the devil. I'm going through the fire, man. Marriage, my wife. Ah. And Pastor, not knowing this, you know, sometimes you don't, you know, you're not just being full disclosure with your leaders and all that. So you're just like, you have that old mentality, whatever happens in the home stays in the home and all this stuff. Some of you are like that. That's why you're prop that's why you're struggling. Anyways. <laughs> so all of a sudden, like, man, I, I, I gotta get better. My marriage. This is marriage is my ministry. It's not ministry and marriage. No, marriage is my ministry. And my ministry is also my calling. It's both. It's not one or the other. No, no, it's both. And all of a sudden I started reading God's word. And it says, husbands, love the, well, I first said, wives, submit to your husbands. All right? First it said that. I'm like, ooh, that's a good scripture right there. Woman, submit to your husband. Husbands love that verse. Woman, submit. And a lot of us, the problem is men, we stop there. You stop. And that's the problem with most, most people in scriptures. You stop reading. You just read one little scripture and you take it out of context. You don't read the entire chapter. And read it in, in its context and culturally and all that, everything. That's why you got to go to hermeneutics. You got to go take the essentials. You got to get equipped. Because I continue to read and it said, And husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. So I started thinking, 
why Christ loved the church? What did he do for the church? He died. He died for the church. All of a sudden, boom! The Holy Spirit rocked me. Philip, you got to die to self. You want to see your marriage grow? You want to see your marriage bless? You want to see your kids be trained and raised in the things of God? It's not your wife. It's not your kids. It's not your pastor. It's not their work. It's nothing. It's you. You got to die to self so that I can grow inside of you. You got to humble yourself. And you got to say, Lord, help me be a godly husband. Help me to have wisdom. Help me to have understanding. Help me to be able to be that husband to my wife that godly father to my children see when you get in God's word it'll speak to you it'll change you it'll transform you it'll renew your mind all of a sudden something takes place inside of you sometimes you may not like it oh but I tell you what it'll heal you if it let you it'll renew your mind if you let it it'll heal your heart if you get in it it'll build your faith if you read it oh if you ever get in God's word is a lamp and a light. It's a lamp and a light. And it will direct your path step by step, day by day, month by month, year by year. You better shout, clap your hands, and give God a radical praise this morning. Slap your neighbor, tell him you better get in God's word. God's word. It's not some history book that just sits on a shelf and collects dust. No, it has power. Are you hearing me? Power. It has power. So the light of my life. And lastly, the light of the world. John 8, chapter 12. John 8, verses 12, I should say. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. A cool fact, when you read this, study it. This took place right after what they called the Great Feast of Tabernacles. Which started at the end of September and it lasted for eight days. And the Feast of Tabernacles was to commemorate what took place when the children of Israel was led into the wilderness and how God provided for them. And during these ceremonies, they had many traditions that were symbolic. One of them being the illumination of the temple. It was held in the court of women. And the center of the court was surrounded by large sections of stadium-like seats. And within these courts, there was four huge lamps, 75 feet high. And they were lit up during this ceremony to remind the people of the pillar of fire that God used to guide them and protect them in their wilderness journey. Powerful. That light from the burning flames were said to be so bright that they could be seen throughout the entire city. And it was on the ninth day, the next day, the ninth day. Today wasn't December 9th, December 10th, one day short. It was on the ninth day that Jesus returned back to the center of this court. The lamps were still there, but the fire was out. 
And it was at that moment, as people gathered there, thinking, hey, the fire is gone, it's over, it's done, where Jesus proclaimed, I am the light of the world. Right there, Jesus was declaring to the people of Israel, hey, it wasn't just the, the pillar of fire that guided you, that protected you, that led you in the wilderness. No, no, no. It was I. I am the true light. I am the true guide. I am the true protector. I am the one that will guide you in the midst of darkness. I am the one that will be with you. I am the one that even though you may be on a journey, but I will protect you. I will guide you. I will be with you. I will lead you. I'll be the one. I am the light of the world. When you look at the world right now and you look at the news, and the, the world may look gloomy. The world may look like, man, it's all messed up. But that's for those that don't know Jesus. But for those that have Jesus in your heart. For those, oh, that you accepted Jesus as a light within your life. Oh, I've got great news for you. You do not need to fear what's taking place in the world. Oh, we might hit a recession. Prices may go up. Things may fall apart. Oh, but because Jesus lives in our heart, we don't have to be afraid. All fear is gone because we know that Jesus holds tomorrow in his hand. And because he lives, we can live every day with joy, with peace, with victory, with love. Come on, clap your hands and shout. Yes! Somebody shout yes! Somebody shout yes! But if you're not serving Jesus, then I can understand why you're afraid. I can understand why you're depressed and confused and lonely and you get fearful. I can understand why because it is like that out there. Oh, but if you got Jesus in your heart, woo, you know. You know that those are all signs that he's coming. He's coming. Jesus is coming, and he's coming soon. He's coming soon for me and you and for the church. So it goes back. So now we go back to our original scripture. Because once you encounter the light, Jesus now says, you are the light. He says, you, talking about us, are the light of the world. He says, now, let your light so shine before men that they may see. Because of your light, they're able to see what? Your good works. What you do. And that they will glorify your Father in heaven. That's so powerful right there. Because what is that saying to us? It's saying to us as believers that you and I are called to be the light now wherever we go. Starting at home. Maybe your family at home are not saved. You were called to be the light. And it says to shine so bright 
that not by judging, not by uh, condemning, but that your family members can see, see, see you doing what? Good works. See, it's not talking about so they can see what you talk. Because a lot of us talk. A lot of us talk, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, you sure don't act like one. A lot of us talk. Say, hey, you know what? I go to church. I haven't seen you since Easter. A lot of us talk. Oh, you better put God first. Don't judge nobody. A lot of us talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, look at all y'all. You're all like, man, whoa. Oh, this is heavy. Wow, wow, man, this is deep. Because I'm talking to the talkers. Because a lot of us talk, but that's not what the Word of God says. The Word of God says what? That they may see. Look at your neighbor say, see. See. See what? Your good works. See you serving. See you worshiping. See you giving. See you loving. See you forgiving. See you praying. See you reading God's word. See you being kind. See you being loving. See you being gentle. See you forgiving. So they can see your... Oh! I wish I had a witness up here. I wish I had somebody that says, hey, I want somebody to see my good works so they can glorify my Father in heaven. You better stand up and clap your hands and you better shout. You better praise. You better clap. You better say, God, help me so I can be those that others can see you inside of me, not just by what I say, but by what I do. You better give God a praise this morning. Come on. When my kids, how can that happen? When my kids were small, in their room, we put these little stars on the ceiling. Stay there. They had these little stars on the ceiling. How many know what I'm talking about? So when we turn off the light, guess what happens? Those stars lit up. Isn't that cool? How many know what I'm talking about? I did that for my kids. I even tried to make the Milky Way. Didn't come out that great. Right? But then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there was times where it didn't shine. So my kids would ask, Daddy, Daddy, how come the stars are not shining? And I would tell them, that's because they got to get lit up from the light. They got to get lit up from the light. Because when they get lit up from the light, then they can shine from the source where they got. Oh, are you here? Are you catching it? Are you catching it? So the closer you get to the source... I said, the closer you get to the source, the light, the sun, Jesus Christ, the brighter. Oh, come on now. Are you hearing me? The brighter you become. So how can you do good works? Get closer to Jesus. How, how, how can people see the Jesus inside of me? Get closer to Jesus. Because the closer you get, 
the more he's able to shine his light through you. Come on, give God a big hand of praise right there. Yes. Oh. Look what the Lord has done. Look what Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray these messages build, encourage, and strengthen you in your faith. If you would like to partner with us, the Mother Church is a great place to sow a seed. So head on over to our website at viochino.org and click the giving link located at the top of the page. Also, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a praise report, prayer request, or if you've given your life to the Lord, let us know by filling out the salvation card. We would love to connect with you and help you get started on your journey of serving God here at Victory Outreach Chino.